0: Should I say more?
1: Welcome to the Uptown Community Podcast, where we see what we can learn, who we can get to know, and if we can understand each other and our neighborhood a little bit more.
0: We thank the early friends of the Uptown Community Podcast. Papa Rays and the Uptown Lounge.
1: All right, yeah, I'm recording. Welcome to the Uptown Community Podcast. Joined by a guest today. I am back in the studio. I'm social distancing. And this episode is significant, not just with the guest, but um, that is is the first episode that will reflect some of the the funding. Before we get into any more specifics, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with today?
0: Hi, I am Reverend Rudra Dunsala. I'm the pastor of People's Church of Chicago. And Preston Bradley was formerly a pastor of this church.
1: Right. I'm... so I guess we will try remind people and re-remind what where this podcast is let's start with um the levels of understanding what we can point at so if we point at our physical space around us we are in the the Preston Bradley recording studio where he would record his messages that um I have been doing over the quarantine stay in place so Rudra you point around Um, have you ever been in here before I've been in
0: this room once when you gave me a tour of it and you showed me how you have it set up now I have a much better idea of how the room is rigged to work as a recording studio
1: yeah but uh, let's point outside of this room I guess we're not walking around but we're pointing outside at the sanctuary um so you've been in the sanctuary as you're the new pastor Mm -hmm. now yes um how many this last sunday that was your first or second
0: no i've been here for a month as a pastor of people's church so that was probably the fourth sunday or even fifth sunday already
1: right okay yeah um but you've been here before you've
0: I was the, I served as the associate pastor of this congregation previously. Um, I'm not going to remember the dates, but that was like, uh, I think I ended that ministry about two years ago.
1: Uh, let's point outside of the church. Let's point at our community mm-hmm. in Uptown. Um, you've been a member of the community for a while. I have
0: been a member of the community. I used to teach religion and humanities at Truman College in the Uptown neighborhood. I think it's like about four blocks away from here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been involved with people's church and some of the issues going on in this community, which is like, how do we feed the hungry and how do we shelter the homeless? I think those are two very major lingering issues for the Uptown community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of gets into the second level of our understanding with some of the, if we examine a little bit more of the, the different elements of your life, that's, Part of an element uh, here at the church that there's um, an element of feeding um, some of the guys in the north side housing in the basement. And there was the free um, meals program that was operating for a while. Um, So talk about more of the... um, You you said you were teaching religion at Truman. Mm -hmm. And that was for... Four years? Oh, no, that was
0: I was there for 20 years. 20 years? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, so you've been in Uptown a good long while. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I've been watching some of the changes that are happening in Uptown. When yeah. I got to Uptown, Uptown was, the, the, the neighborhood was already starting to gentrify, but it was a very slow process. And, yeah. and there was a very large mixture of different peoples. Lots of immigrants, uh, lots of people from uh, different parts of the United States here in Uptown, sort of a gateway to Chicago, an affordable gateway to Chicago. Um, and uh, while I've been here, all these expensive high-rise buildings have been coming up or affordable housing has been torn, uh, torn down uh, to be replaced by much more expensive ha- housing. And one of the issues that that's created is that there's less and less space for people to live affordably here in Uptown which is forcing more and more people to live on the streets or to pay for housing that they can't afford, but that means that they're short of cash to pay for other necessities of life, like, for example, food, or you got to get your hair cut or or medicines, doctor's visits, things like that. Uh, Those become unsatisfactory choices for people to have to make. Do I want to buy my medicine or do I want to buy my food and I need both of them and which one do I choose?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there are lots of issues um, to talk about in the community and um, there are lots of things that are connected um, to to those various issues and how to keep things affordable, how to keep people um, feeling welcome and keeping this a diverse community. That can be a a gateway, yeah, a welcoming welcoming place for people to live, and uh, I'm. I think part of your last sermon on on the fourth of July, or the fifth of July, the Sunday.
0: Yeah, it was the fifth. Fourth <laughs> of July weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm, which. Is not as significant as the Fourth of July, but I'd like to propose another holiday because you have we have the Day of Independence, and I want to think that the, the um, July fifth can be a day of community.
0: Hmm, I like that notion. Yeah, and that's
1: um something that seemed to come out of our um, service. Over last weekend, because um, we had it in the park. Mm-hmm. where were
0: we? Most certainly we were in Market Park yeah. and we were looking because we've all been coped up with COVID. And now that churches can again meet, um, many of our congregants still feel unsafe and uncomfortable about being able to meet in person. And so we thought that a safe experiment would be to have worship in the park. So we are all, all outdoors we are all practicing safe social distancing, and we're all wearing face masks. But we get to see each other for worship. And for the people who couldn't come to the park, we were able to connect with them with Zoom, so they were also able to participate in worship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, we'll make some further adjustments Mm -hmm. in the future. But part of the message um, that's one of the issues is broadcasting – your voice a little bit more in the in the circle that's outside and not in this um, acoustically sound sanctuary. <laughs> well, one of the messages was about the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's been missing in society at large, um, not just in a community that is is gentrifying, but in any society that upholds more of the uh, free market and some of these um, capitalist priorities instead of um, paying attention uh, to people being able to be happy um, with whatever they want to do. I'm going to use that as my transition. Is uh-huh. What I'm wanting to do is doing this podcast. And thankfully, somebody has supporting this pursuit. Um, and so I'm getting um, funding from the Unitarian Universalist Foundation. Funding source. Funding source. Um, and so there is a little bit of um, funding that came through for that, and that reflects um some sp- specific episodes.
0: So you sent me the original words of welcome that uh, Preston Bradley introduced to this church. I'm not sure if they're the original words, but they were the words of welcome from the church from a number of decades ago, and we were sort of guessing that this might be from the 1930s or so, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm not sure when this recording was. I mean, i try to insert that some of it's um the path of love
0: the goal of character so the words from Preston bradley were we believe in the beauty of tolerance the quest of truth the path of love the goal of character the life of service and the fellowship of the church
1: yeah and so that is part of what i want to talk about today, um, which reflects part of the um, some of the uh, standards that I want to include um, by reflecting the, the funding. Um, so those are the original words of welcome. And um, today, the People's Church, still the same church, but it looks a little bit different. Um, and we have words of welcome, but not those same words of welcome. We have... Um, no matter your background, what was the first, the first... It's all, you are welcome here. It's a call and response. It's a call
0: and response, a little bit of a short litany Okay. Uh, about welcoming people. Well, let me pull up those words of welcome. So the current words of welcome for People's Church are a responsive reading. We come from many paths to gather here for wide is God's welcome and the whole church responds in all and you are welcome here. No matter your age, no matter your gender, if you are married or single, gay or straight, you are welcome here. If you are sick or well, happy or sad, if you can or cannot hear or see or sing or play, you are welcome here. Whatever your color or language or country, if you are rich or poor, powerful or weak, you are welcome here. If you believe in God some of the time or none of the time or all of the time, you are welcome here. I am welcome here. We are welcome here. So come, let us worship together. So I think some of the things that have happened over time is that the current words of welcome are have become pretty explicit, pretty clear of the different types of groups that the church is addressing and trying to be welcoming to, uh, whether you're married or not, sexual orientation, uh, financial status, health, race, uh, economic status, and, and, and belief status. I especially like this notion, if you believe in God some of the time or none of the time or all of the time, you are welcome here because I find that there's many Christian uh, churches that expect uh, a creedal statement of belief as a requirement to uh, basically come into the door to become part of the community. We're extending our arms. We're, we are People's Church. We are the Church of the People. Everyone is welcome here, no matter what their status in life is, no matter what their faith questions are.
1: When I think of faith, it's it's kind of a um, something that's not... Not totally logical that you have a belief in something that is um, not not backed up 100 percent of the time. Your your faith and love when there's so much violence in Chicago. Um, so and, I would would
0: yes you're absolutely right okay. then, and. Faith is a belief in something that you cannot not necessarily prove, but you have a very deep conviction about its truth. So, for example, one of the things that we believe in is love in this church and that all people have the gift of love and that we need to share that love with each other. However, is there a scientific experiment to prove that love exists or that certain behaviors cause love I, I don't know that but still i think a fundamental belief is that there people do have love and they want to share that love and that we build community through that love and the relationships that love makes that's that's that that's a faith statement it's not something that i could necessarily prove uh rationally with my mind or with other arguments you know finding yeah. some really great quotes from from, from plato or hildegard of bingen or someone else
1: the direction that I have been thinking about is um, when I'm going through structured understanding is that we've we've looked at um, we've looked at different aspects of your life and pointed to different things and our first uh, level of understanding and then the second level is the some of those details um, behind aspects of our, uh, your life. And the third level, let's, let's look at theme um, in, in the um, words of, of welcome. Um, and we've talked about the original words here at Preston Bradley Center, or the uh, original words from Preston Bradley and the words in today's um, People's Church. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been at lots of different churches, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. What what churches?
0: So um, I served, before serving people's church, I was an interim minister at two churches in the Chicago area. Previous to that, that was for about three or four years. Previous to that, I was a community minister at Second Unitarian Church, which is also in Chicago. I was there for something like a 10 or 11 years. And before that, I served the Lithuanian Congregation Romova, both in Chicago and originally for a year in Konas, Lithuania.
1: In the the words of welcome, did did all the churches have the words of welcome that you were experiencing?
0: So uh, some of the churches had words of welcome, some uh, some didn't. Uh, The previous church that I served was a United Church of Christ congregation, and they really didn't have words of welcome. So I basically use the UCC standard words of welcome, no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here, which sort of sounds like a very condensed, almost Reader's Digest version of the People's Church words of welcome, which takes those ideas and and flushes them out. Uh, I I remember that there were words of welcome at Second Unitarian Church where I served. I, I don't remember what those words were right now.
1: And so that's kind of um, a transition to disclosing um, or talking a little bit more about People's Church, um, that it is both...
0: Yes, we we belong to two denominations, the Unitarian Universalist Association and the United Church of Christ.
1: Talking about um, the original words of welcome from Preston Bradley, Mm -hmm. that they were... um, Significant to that time period and not just as a Unitarian Universalist, but humanism is a theme that had come up uh, with those original words of welcome.
0: Uh, there are some, uh, some of the wording to me indicates that it's reflecting the the humanist tradition that was arising in Unitarianism of the time. So some of the things that Preston Bradley says, tolerance, truth, and love, which would be considered like three core fundamental teachings of the Unitarian tradition. But that to, to that, he adds the goal of character, like individual character development Back then, there was a very strong belief, especially among the humanists, that uh, we can transform the world by each person becoming the best possible person that they could be. And by all people becoming so good, such good individuals, we would be transforming society. Um, However, history proved or, or disproved that notion because shortly after these notions evolved World War II, came about and we saw some truly despicable evil acts that right. people were able to accomplish and not only individually but also uh, uh, invite other people to participate in, in you know, the horrors of the Holocaust during World War II and the horrors of war itself.
1: Do you think these original words of welcome were prior to World War II?
0: I'm going to guess that they must be prior to World War II. They also emphasize uh, the purpose of the church, that the purpose of the church is to serve one another, to serve other people. Mm. We're not an organization that's simply about making ourselves feel good. We're an organization about that we develop a relationship with our higher ideals, with some people call God. And from that, we turn to the world to create the common good so that everyone can live. So yesterday I was talking about this in my sermon so that everyone could live and and seek to pursue uh, liberty and, and justice and the pursuit of happiness in, in their own lives. But society has to be able to uh, allow you to do that. We have so many constraints in our lives uh, today. We have poverty. We have expensive housing. We have people who can't find homes. So there's people in Uptown who are simply struggling with the basic necessities of life the pursuit of happiness becomes a high goal a high, ode- a high ideal when they're worried about where am i going to sleep tonight and will i have shelter from the elements and where where is my next meal coming from and maybe they need to go see a doctor about for something or other and find a job and be appropriately dressed to go find a job and go to work uh, given their circumstances
1: yeah yeah i think that's an important part of the pursuit of happiness is without restraints, without um, having to have your whole paycheck go towards your rent, um, and not having enough for your family, for uh, doing the things you enjoy doing, Um, but being able to pursue happiness without those um, big restraints. Going back to the those um, well, that one phrase in the original words of welcome about about service and how that relates to the present mission of um, People's Church, and I'm wondering if um, because there there was. That phrase in the original words of welcome, about service and having a mission, of of, of something that we can do to promote um, well-being, I think there there's very very good language in today's um, words of welcome, but it feels like it's kind of missing that mission. Today's words of welcome, do you yeah. mean?
0: So in Preston Bradley's welcome statement, he very very clearly says that we believe in the life of service, and he's expressing the mission of the church is to serve the community, the needs of the community for creating the common good, the yeah. beloved community, uh, where we create a, a country, a society, uh, that where the goal is to eliminate uh, need, so everyone has their basic human needs met so that, uh, individuals in society can pursue their dreams, their ideals, their goals, their education, find the jobs that they feel called to, get the education uh, that, they, uh, that that is of their interest, um, and, and develop that personal growth, but then from that also turn to others and help others achieve the same things that you're able to achieve.
1: But in today's words of welcome in People's Church it's definitely explicitly about welcoming can we can we justify not having something explicitly about mission in the current current words of welcome
0: so the current words of welcome make it very clear that there are these different groups of people that the church is open and affirming of all people no matter what backgrounds they come from all are welcome here but the current words of welcome don't uh, don't hint at what the mission of the church is. The mission of People's Church for the past 20 years has focused on basically two things. One, to shelter the homeless, and it has supported in its various guises a homeless shelter in its building, like we currently support even right now during the COVID era. We have 40 men living in two large rooms, uh, finding shelter in two large rooms here in the building. And also, uh, until recently, we had the Two Little Fishes meal program, which served uh, lunch a healthy, nutritious lunch six days a week with lots of volunteer help to the residents of the building, but also to people from the community who needed food assistance. And there's lots of people in this community, in our community that were located here in Uptown that need food assistance. So that's been the mission, the bread and butter, the focus of what People's Church has been working on for the past 20 years. Uh, We we had to uh, suspend the meal program uh, during COVID, but we're currently looking at figuring out how are we going to Restart the meal program uh, when we're out of the COVID pandemic, when it's going to be safer, when we can do it in a safe, hygienic manner. Yeah. And we're not alone in having difficulties in, in meeting the hygiene guidelines uh, for COVID. There's other meal programs that had to make all sorts of cutbacks or restrictions. Um, I know a, a meal program in another neighborhood, instead of serving people meals, like what People's Church used to do, um, they've basically become a pantry. People come to the door and they receive a sack of groceries
1: uh, to take home with them. Um, there is still a kind of a, a paradox uh, that there there is a, a really significant amount of service that People's Church does, and it's pretty unique in having both a shelter. And I'm um, at one time the the free meals program. Yes, it is. And I'm, um, but it is not as explicit as when it was in, in Preston Bradley's message.
0: You're talking about the words of welcome again. Yeah. 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 And in Preston Bradley's message, he basically said that the church is dedicated to life of service, uh, but the, he doesn't explain or elucidate uh, what service the church was involved in back then? It would be really cool to know what what, what was the sur- what were the service opportunities of this church in the nineteen twenties or the nineteen thirties when we're assuming that this statement was written.
1: Yeah, in today's um, people's church, there is greater service and dedication to um, helping the uh, community that still needs to be affirmed of of having value in the pursuit of happiness with having a, a shelter and food filling up that bottom level of um your maslow's higher <laughs> needs <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you can you can get to the top one or top ones and have community and i think i talked to some people um that it even started to started to break through to the um, self-actualization.
0: Mm-hmm. We as a body of faith, as a church community, our goal is to help improve the world around us for all the people around us. And each church picks what are that the church's areas of interests that they would like to work on and, and contribute to. Uh, because everything that needs to be done, that would be too overwhelming for any single congregation. And people in congregations have, have passions, like you have a passion about communications and, and, and broadcasting and doing these po- podcasts. That passion is, is very obvious, very evident with you. Um, this congregation, People's Church, has a passion about feeding the hungry. I would sort of say that it's always looking for ways to feed the hungry. Um, it, it even uh, does the uh, Labor Day picnic
1: I explicitly like to talk about level four and the mission of of churches, mm-hmm. um, and that those mission of of service uh, that's very apparent in people's church, um, is part of. I don't know. I I kind of like to see them in in more words of welcome, mm-hmm. but I I think it's. It is still alive and well in in many church communities today. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think there's many churches that engage in service in, in a multitude of different ways. If I just think about the Unitarian Universalist churches in the area or the United Church of Christ churches, you know, there's food pantries, there's meal pack programs, there's shelters.
1: Then people's churches, both of those. Yes, correct. If you want to get involved, anybody out there that wants to um, be involved in the community and service to those that are underserved, um, you can seek out People's Church and, and get involved.
0: Sunday worship is 10 a.m.? Right now we're doing worship uh, via Zoom. We hope to be back in the sanctuary uh, when it's safe enough to do so for the majority of our members. Uh, but in the meantime, we are broadcasting our worship services. And uh, we're gonna have another picnic. We're gonna have another picnic. Our plans is our next picnic is going to be the first Sunday in August, uh, another Communion Sunday.
1: Okay. So we won't have a picnic next Sunday.
0: No, not next Sunday.
1: Okay. So the first Sunday of August will be in uh, Margate Park. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Rudra. Thank you very much for
0: your time, Ben. I appreciated talking to you.
1: Thank you. Yes, you're very informed. Lots of information. Um, And uh, thanks for everybody listening. Okay, thank you.
0: So, um, can I give you some feedback? So, uh, you got to get the two names right Unitarian Universalist Association and the United Church of Christ. Uh, you kept saying, uh, for the middle word of the UUA, you kept changing it, and for the United Church of Christ, you kept saying the Universal Church of Christ, which I think is a different religious body altogether.